It's episode 1002, and it's a relevant podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, and podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? We are two for two in the new era with the entire cast being here. No, oh, no so substitutes. Good. I got to I got to be honest. 1002 is probably the most anticlimactic episode number <laughs> possible. Because ninety nine, you're you're getting there. We're, uh-huh. we're a couple, we're a week away. A thousand, yeah. it's a big milestone. One hundred one, it's like new era. Here we are. Then it's like one thousand two. It's like it's going to be kind of the same thing, isn't it? We're, we're <laughs> the, the second thousand is going to be roughly like the first thousand. It's just an anti. I I believe in the product. I'm just saying from a number perspective, it's like turning twenty three or something. It's like yeah, yeah, nothing happens. It? Thirty one. Yeah, it's like eh, you know. You know, we'll talk in nine years or or at least 35. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up uh, later, author John Acuff joins us. John has been a longtime friend of the show. And in fact, in the afterglow of the thousandth episode and us having to kind of go back in the archives and relive so many memories, there was an era that we did the Oscars.biz awards every year. Whereas just Jesse randomly awarding things that popped into his head. And uh, we made it big fanfare. You know, we, it was very formal orchestras, in memoriam segments. It was sponsored by the Home Depot. Not really, but, you know, like, <laughs> and we had a guest host one year. <laughs> it was John Acuff. And, and so, like, John's gone and he way He hasn't back. come on back. No, he hasn't. <laughs> I don't think he has. So, it's the big comeback tour. My dream for the Oscar shop this was just to find the cheapest billboard in any town in America and just buy it the billboard. And when it, had a, it would have a top hat with a cane leaning up against it. It says, Entertainment's Biggest Night. And it would just say Oscar shot this with no instructions and just to see if it would get some press. So, John, if you want to flip the bill for that, we can still make that dream come alive. I, I, I designed all those ridiculous graphics because I didn't want to waste our actual professional designers time on this stupid joke that we had. <laughs> so, like, I remember, like, doing the episode graphics, I would do the most scripty gold fonts with, like, a glow effect. And I, I would put, like, John Acuff's head with a top hat on it and stuff for the episode. <laughs> it was lit. really... Yeah, over the top. Anyway, uh, so John's coming up. It has nothing to do with our award show, and we aren't going to probably relive old memories. He has a new book out. Uh, also, we have a special game, the uh, mystery mascot game. College football's back, and so this is, we're going to the archives. We're bringing back our football mascot game. That's going to be a lot of fun, and we are going to tell you all about the brand new issue of Relevant. It's a huge issue. MIA is on the cover. We sat down with her for a long conversation about her crazy story of coming becoming a Christian over the last few years. Uh, you do not want to miss that article. We'll, Tyler and Emily will join us and uh, we'll tell you all about the brand new issue coming up later as well. So, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to. So let's get the show going. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Hey! You think about me when you take my ride. me empty inside. You think about me when you keep me on hush. Getting out for your ride The air is fresh outside I'm here to vocalize No longer holding on so tight And I can dance till I want And I keep moving up till I get to you deep inside 
listening to Big Wild. The song is Waiting Outside. Waiting Outside sounds ominous. Like for what? Where? There's it's just a like, person. I'm, yeah. I'm scared right yeah. now. I don't even lie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like waiting outside. If you give me the choice, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, let's say I'm at the DMV. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they're like, you can wait in here. Or you can wait outside. I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to wait outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Post-COVID. You, you, clearly, a- you clearly don't live in Florida because we're going to say Texas. we're going to wait in the it's AC. too hot. Yeah. Or Nashville. They're saying pleasant day. I can check my text. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not all worried still about covid stuff. You know, I'm just, you know, just out there in the, in the parking lot. You know, maybe I'll bring, you know, football and find someone to toss it with out there. <laughs> you get new plates? Oh, cool. It's going to be a while. Here, go. I want you to do a little button hook. I'm going to get you. Just trust me. I'm going to throw to the spot, not to you. Just get there. All right. <laughs> Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, this is this is an interesting trend here. Um, <laughs> this comes from a, a a site called or it's I love I love these like random sites that will commission a study just to get publicity on podcasts like this. Uh, <laughs> so to organicbabyformula.com. I thank you for the content, <laughs> and I thank you for taking the time to look at the popularity of Disney uh, of, of baby names based on Disney characters. Uh, most of them are what you think. They, they look at uh, uh, you know the up and down rise of popu- popularity in in baby names that are based on popular, uh, not just like Disney movies, but within the whole like the, the MCU, the whole Disney umbrella. Basically, if you find it on Disney Plus, you know how popular they're getting. The biggest rise in the most popular name based on a Disney or Marvel character. Does any can anyone uh, venture a guess? I read it, so I can't play. Yeah, I read Derek. it too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil the fun. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron can, hasn't seen it. Uh, actually, Cameron has seen the article because we published Dang it at relevantmags.com, and I pay attention to our content <laughs> outflow, so I know the answer here. So you're preaching to the choir, buddy. Tell the we listeners. The tell the listeners who don't follow us on all the socials what the answer is. Well, the most popular right now is Quill, which is Star-Lord's name, uh, Chris Pratt. I feel like he's a pretty likable guy. Uh-huh. Not surprising you would go with Quill. It's a little bit of an edge. It's it's yeah. it's cool. It's yeah. it's unique. Um, that's followed by Kristoff uh, from, from Frozen. Mm-hmm. Ray from the Star Wars universe. That's clear. Um, that's you know, you, you, see, you see a lot that, that you wouldn't all that surprise you. Then you come to number nine. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and just for context, this is above Ariel. This this is above Elsa. This is oh. above, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Loki and Finn. Like, you know, some cool names oh, out there. Finn is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Number nine, Thanos. <laughs> Who is naming? Har- Harbinger of death. <laughs> yeah. Destroy- <laughs> destroyer of universes. Like, you know, that kid, you know, that kid is destined to become like one of those goth kids wearing all black mm. with the eyeliner. It's- 
It's either that or a linebacker. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. he's just gonna he's gonna go by his middle name. Like that's what's gonna be. He's he's gonna go by Lawrence. Yeah. Like because you know his middle name is like <laughs> Thanos, Thanos Lawrence. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but if if you were like the Baltimore Ravens, have you heard about their new linebacker Thanos Jones? It's like, oh my gosh, stay away. Stay yeah, that, away. Kid, that kid has to be three hundred fifty pounds, six foot four. There's no other Facts. destiny for him other than Facts. being massive. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny yeah. thing is, he's going to be just a little kind of dorky little math guy solving yeah. all the problems at a at a big corporation. Yeah, yeah. he becomes yeah. an engineer. At Microsoft, <laughs> named Thanos. Yeah, that, that 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 will make all of the conspiracies about big tech. You know, oh, their chief engineer is named Thanos, the one who That's intentionally right. wanted to kill half of humanity. Yeah, so I, I would just I would just say use a little discretion, parents. I I, I think Quill, Quill is, is a cool. pretty cool name. Quill is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thanos, you know, but, not so uh, much. I don't know what kind of message you're sending with Thanos. It's interesting to how name trends go like over, you know, 10 years ago, it was just like a bunch of random like Finn or whatever. And now it's like people are going after movie names and it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. There's no, there's no yeah. Margaret's anymore, you know, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you have, Jamie? All right. I have a question for you guys. I would love to know what your major was in college. Cameron, you go first. Mass media communications with a journalism emphasis, business minor. It's exactly what I do for my career. Wow. Okay. Jesse? Uh, well, it's the same without the minor. I don't believe in minors. I whoa, believe whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, you whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. You, relax. Major only. No, you got to believe in minors. <laughs> Derek Minor. <laughs> he doesn't believe in minors. Derek, I've been, meaning, I've been meaning to say, I really think it would do you well to change your name to Derek Major. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. <laughs> Derek, what was your major? Uh, my major in was recording industry management, uh, emphasis on the business side. You guys are all doing what you that's started, crazy. What yep. you started with? Did y'all change your majors to like mm-hmm. get to what you're doing? Because I came in like college weekend with my major in mind and finished with that major, which wow. is not what my friends did. My friends changed their major like three yeah. times. I graduated with a degree in kinesiology. I oh, was wow. a coach and speech communication. So there's that. But there's a new study out saying right now, according to Federal Reserve Survey, it found that a lot of Mar- Americans wish they would have studied something different in college. In fact, two out of five people regret their major Ouch. in college. And I just think that, and I've thought this for a while, that it is a lot to ask. I mean, this doesn't go well since you all three are <laughs> exactly wrong. But in my personal opinion, I've had a lot of uh, contact with people who it is just so hard going in as an 18 year old to try and decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. And this study is saying that a lot of people are regret their majors. Now there's a couple of things here is that income matters. So if you're making a lot of money, you're less likely to regret your major, right? right I mean, that's sure. just the obvious. It worked like, out for you. Yeah. You're it good. worked out for you. Yeah. But, um, a lot of people, the people with the most, most regrets are those arts and humanities majors. Uh, it says nearly half of whom said they wish they'd pick something different. So it's just interesting as people thinking about going into college. I mean, I have a son who's this age. And I've got two more coming up right behind him. And I tell my kids, look, get in there, pick something, but be, don't be afraid to change it like halfway through. Like, cause you're so young to decide what mm-hmm. you want to do for the rest of your life, except for you three who knew exactly what you wanted to do for the rest of your lives. My, my, my one piece of advice for anybody thinking about their major is no matter what, hey, I don't care if you want to go into engineering or the arts or whatever, get some business as well. True. Like, 
get training in finance, get training yeah. in marketing, get training in how to run something. Because no matter, you're going to work for, a, either you're going to work for a company that, mm-hmm. that do does the thing or you're going to mm-hmm. do it yourself. And either way, you need to have that business experience and, and teaching. So no matter what, minor and uh, don't listen to Jesse. Minor in business at the very, even if you're going to the ministry. I mean, I running a that, church is like a yes, business. I say that to my son, you know, he wants to be a mm. filmmaker. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, awesome. But I think do exactly what you said. Also get some business under yeah, you. Yeah, totally for agree. Sure. Well, I took a badminton class in college and <laughs> I did let too. me just say this. <laughs> I did too. I can dominate a barbecue right now, which <laughs> you tell me. the skill. Exactly. college life skills Man. right there. We went to a exactly. college that required that you take a physical education course every semester. Uh-huh. And so Jesse every took- Every semester? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Wow. Damn, that's rough. Uh, spirit, mind, and body. That was kind of their mantras. Like they, it's a Christian campus and the mind, obviously academics and then body. Physical education was was part of it. That's exactly. I'm like, you're paying a lot of money to play badminton twice a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I literally took a mountain biking class and <laughs> it, it was totally the honor system because I mean, what is the professor going to follow you around on the trail? <laughs> Let me tell you the answer. Nope. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Derek? All right. So in Japan, there has been a concern about a ninja bear. Do you understand what I'm saying? B-E-A-R? B-E-A-R. That's attacking okay, dairy Okay, yeah, that's farms. different than a B-A-R-E ninja. butt naked ninja. Not a butt naked ninja. That's for concern across the Atlantic as well. <laughs> nah, but no, there's this, there's this bear that is extremely stealthy and they can't find out how he's attacking these dairy farms and getting what he wants. So it's, it's a ninja bear on the loose. So just letting y'all know. He's killing um, a bunch of cows. He's killing whatever he wants. Wow. Wait, why are they calling it a ninja bear and not just a bear? Because he's, he's, he's stealthy. Yeah, he's sneaky. you can't find him. They, 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 like they're trying to figure out how he's getting in and out of, of these dairy farms. You know what I'm saying? Because they have, you know, they have him walled off and he's, this man is, I don't know if he's doing backflips over fences or whatever, but yeah. It's like, Tom, maybe it is Tom Cruise in a bear suit, honestly. If you know, possible style. You know, like <laughs> if we didn't have security cameras, every crime or of theft would be a ninja thief because we didn't see what they did or how they did it. Just put a security camera at the dairy farm and you'll, no, no mystery that's solved. the thing. He's avoiding the traps. He's avoiding security cameras and he's suspected of 60 attacks, but he's only been caught on film twice. Sounds only, like an inside job. Only spotted in person Sounds like an once. inside job. Sounds exactly like an inside job. Yeah. But, He's got a bear on the inside. (laughs) No, no. Somebody is somebody that is frustrated at their job, and they're over here like you blaming a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, all of these bear attacks started right after they hired that new bear to work in the HR office. (laughs) You know, there's kind of it's been hard to find quality people. They hired they hired a bear, and I was thinking it was a Scooby Doo situation. The manager gets his, you know, the mask pulled off and it's really been a bear the whole time or something like Scooby-Doo. All right. right, Watch out, our friends in Japan. All right, Japan, with your stealth bears. Last thing I need is a ninja bear. (laughs) Or a bear ninja. Either way, we don't want either of them. Imagine getting wood by somebody butt naked with a ninja star, bro. Just somebody just flipping and just flow, just hit you with a ninja star. That would be crazy. Just butt naked. Bear ninjas. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. Tyler and Emily join us to tell you all about the exciting new issue of Relevant. Got a ticket for the city that's fire. Tech nine for the side that's fire. 
to MIA, the song is one, two, three. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. All right. Well, four times a year, we put out a copy of Relevant Magazine in digital form. We've had the pleasure of having sponsors uh, for it to provide it for free on our website um, each time. And then we also create an enhanced ad-free edition uh, for Relevant Plus subscribers. It is beautiful. Our fall issue releases this week coming Onto the show to tell us all about it is our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee, and our associate editor, downtown, Emily Brown. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Bonjour. Okay, so this this is a fun one because we've been working on this cover story for quite oh a while. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. We, we cover life, we cover justice and all this kind of stuff, but we are known for covering the intersection of faith and culture. And sometimes it's like pulling teeth to extract redemptive narratives and deeper conversation out oh, of man. some of our culture coverage. It's true. And every once in a while, and I'm talking like once a decade, somebody <laughs> who is highly influential in the mainstream space like comes to faith or wants to talk more openly about their faith and they reach out to us and they're like, I want to talk to relevant. I want to tell relevant a story I've never told anybody else. I remember Mickey Rourke did that That's back right. when the wrestler came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happened a few times over the years and we just get surprised. Our very yeah. first, our very first major celebrity sit down at their home with a photo shoot that went deep was Moby That's right. back in 2004 because Moby saw the brand new magazine Relevant on the newsstands in New York, dug what we were about and reached out to us because he wanted to talk about Jesus. He wanted to talk about how he was addicted to porn and loved Jesus. And so anyway, that's when it all started for us was because of Moby and every once in a while an artist will reach out. And that's kind of what happened here. It hit the news. It caught our eye that one of our favorite artists over the last 20 years, MIA, started talking about a conversion experience and coming to become a Christian. And we sat down with her for an, over an hour mm-hmm. getting more into that story. And that's our cover story in fall. Yeah. And it, this was, this is one that I, I really wanted this story just because I was really interested in MIA. Is a, she's a fascinating artist for a number of reasons. If you followed her career, you're aware of all of her activities as an activist and as a writer, as a very political person. So this was a, I don't think this is not a conversion experience that I saw coming and it was not a conversion experience that she saw coming either. She opens up a lot about her, uh, her, uh, kind of disinterest and even some of her antagonism towards Christianity. 
through most of her life and and what changed for her. It is a it is a really wild story, and it's one of those stories that makes me feel just really honored. Uh, I, I I don't take it for granted that we get to share these very intimate details of these people's lives and i appreciate her being willing to trust us with it and i uh i, I think that if you dig into it I, I think you'll find it as fascinating as i did i've been a big fan since paper planes let's play a clip here's mia On the on the uh, <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum, you know, we like to keep you guessing. We are very intentional about this lineup and how we piece ideas and pieces together. <laughs> now, when we had the the monthly paper edition of the magazine, the whole idea was you pick up the issue because of a story that caught your eye on the cover, and then you flip the page to something unexpected, and we got you. And it's a little tougher to do in the web era. We can do it in the tablet edition. That's really just very scrollable. But uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if you want something from one of the heroes of the faith, we have N.T. Wright in the issue talking of kind of taking us to school about the Bible and what the Bible's all about. Mm-hmm. This was motivated by podcast listeners might remember this a few months ago when we discussed this new study that shows that a, a record low of Americans say the Bible is the literal word of God. And that just got me thinking a little bit about what well, what is the Bible and, and what is the purpose of the Bible? How should we think about the Bible? Obviously, very few people more qualified to talk about the answer to that question than Dr. N.T. Wright. Uh, and so I appreciated him being willing to open up to us about it, a little bit of a history lesson. Lesson, a little bit of a Bible study lesson and a sort of a forecasting lesson too for what he hopes, how he hopes generations think about the Bible now and in the future here. Uh, speaking about deeper faith and going deeper, you know, we've talked on this show a little bit over the l- recent years about how a lot of the worship music that's starting to come out is a little bit more me centered and a little bit more surfacey, a little bit more hypey. And we're, we're missing the stuff that like gets into the nitty gritty with God, you know? And so we talked to Chris Brown, not that one. <laughs> we talked, we uh, talked to Chris guy. Brown and poor this is guy. the guy from Elevation <laughs> Worship. He He's such a nice Elevation dude Worship. too. He's like the coolest dude. It's so sweet. <laughs> I, hey, listen, we've said it on the show. We love Chris. Not, but if I was his advisor, I would tell him to pull that middle initial. Pull a Michael K. Jordan for us. Christopher Brown. Even yeah, that. Go to Christopher Brown. Yeah. yeah. You're a musician. You're a, <laughs> anyway, uh, we talked to Chris Brown about Elevation Worship and kind of what they're doing and the shift that they're doing uh, to kind of help push worship music to new depths. Yeah, it was fun to talk with him and just kind of pick his brain about the creative process and... Um, yeah, just see where they want to take Elevation, where they want worship music to go. We talked about how they've been working with Stephen Furtick to make sure that, um, you know, their music is not about them, but it is about the gospel. It's about God. Um, and I think we've seen that over the years. Like it's it's really strengthened. And so um, and they're even talking about how, what they're going to do next and how they're going to keep challenging themselves. So it was a great conversation. I had a fun time. Speaking of a Brown who got the memo about the middle initial, we talked to <laughs> Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Actor that we all know from This Is Us and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's also in the brand new movie that just came out last a few days ago. Uh, Honk, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Uh, it's, it's in theaters now and it just started streaming on Peacock as well. Yeah. Um, so we got to talk to Sterling K. Brown and also Regina Hall. She was a fun ad, um, addition. 
um, but about the film and it was it's a very interesting film um, with Sterling talking to us and then she was just walking by and was like who are you talking to relevant <laughs> oh my goodness and just sat down and joined it yeah this is exactly like what happened no. dad sees you talking to mom on the FaceTime and he's like hey look who it is he like, she like leans over his shoulder to get in the FaceTime yeah yeah um, no but it was it was so good to talk with him because uh, the film is about uh, really the other side of church scandal. You know, we hear about it when it happens, what happens in the fallout. And that's what the film's about. And they did a really wonderful job and it was a really great conversation. So, and they both, they both grew up church, right? Like yeah, this they came both from grew a, up in the church. Isn't that right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, we talked about what their church experience was like and why they wanted to be part of this film. And what was really beautiful is they both love the church. They, they don't want to make fun of the church. They want it to be better. And I think they did a great job with that. Whenever I see a, a comedy that is poking fun of church culture, there's a big difference whether or not the call is coming from inside the building mm-hmm. or outside the building. You know what I'm saying? You can so, tell in um, 10 minutes. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, obvious. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh, we also talk, you know, we have, we always talk about life issues and different things that, you know, our audience uh, cares about. And one of the things that we've been noticing statistically is the trend that Gen Z is seeing a big rise in eating disorders. And it's just, it's something that we need to be talking about. Yeah, this is a, something that started to really the the eating disorders have been on the rise for the past decade. Have really been going up. Uh, people have been experiencing eating disorders younger. More men are dealing with eating disorders, and then these really ballooned during the pandemic, which is when there was an explosion of eating disorders among young people, especially among Gen Z. And that hasn't gone away, even as COVID has subsided a little bit. So this is uh this this piece is really us figuring out what happened there, what is causing this rise, and and what can we do about it? What can we do about not only the systemic issues, but also people we care about, our friends who we think might be wrestling with their relationship with food and uh, and how we can get involved in a way that is actually helpful instead of judgmental. Perfect. Uh, we also have a piece written by author and pastor Stephen Chandler, uh, really talking about this season of life, about, you know, kind of tangibly walking in, in wisdom and as you take leaps of faith, whether it's mm-hmm. career, relationships, life, life, big life changes, which is happening all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why the, that's why the piece really like jumped out to me when I was reading it is coming off of COVID. I know a lot of people are weighing big decisions professionally, personally, relationally, uh, and I know a lot of times we get hear a lot of encouragement about taking a leap of faith, especially as believers. And he talks about how to take those leaps of faith and make sure we're doing it from a place of wisdom that is also from God. Uh, super helpful balance, super important nuance to get. Glad he was able to I I love Stephen Chandler. I was really glad that we were able to publish this piece from him. Uh, on the music side, one of our favorite indie pop bands right now, uh, exploding right now, is Dayglow. Here's a bit of their new single. Had a super good chat with with uh, admitted relevant fan Dayglo. His name is Sloan Dayglo. We like him. Yeah, we're a, yeah we're a fan. That that doesn't necessarily mean that if you're going to get in Relevant Magazine just because you're a fan, but it doesn't. I didn't. I had no idea. I, know, I was just talking to this guy, and at the end, he was like, "When I heard it was relevant, I was super excited. I grew up reading you guys." So that's kind of like so, Regina Hall walking by, it just is, going, yeah, yeah. "Oh, exactly." Relevant, oh, the Relevant Magazine. Also, we talk about this is crazy. We are behind the scenes on the most expensive TV show 
ever made. The Rings of Power, which is part of the Lord of the Rings saga. Uh, Tyler, talk to the cast of yeah. the new series, which is just now debuting on Amazon about, you know, how 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 true did they stay to Tolkien's faith adjacent you know, journey. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the, at least the concern that, that I had a lot of people who really care about Tolkien had is like, obviously they've got the money to pull something like this off, but do they have the passion? Do they have the understanding of Tolkien's spiritual and moral universe? Uh, and, uh, and I've seen a couple episodes and I was able to talk to the cast about it a lot, get their insights on it. And uh, I won't tell anybody how to think you can read the actual piece to find out more about that. But, but uh, the piece the, the will answers, tell you how to think the answers, the answers <laughs> are in the answers you're looking for are in the piece. Uh, obviously one of the major, major news stories right now is the, or this year is the Roe v. Wade decision getting overturned and, uh, really the tangible and practical effects it's going to have moving forward that shifts in our society. One of the, those things is the thousands and thousands of new children that will be entering the kind of or, you know, foster care system and orphanages uh, being up for adoption. So we have a piece looking at the new pro-life kind of post Roe v. Wade, what does the church need to do tangibly to take on this new era they're walking into specifically as it relates to adoption? Yeah, it was a really interesting piece to study because um, really before COVID, especially adoption was actually, or the number of kids in the foster care system were actually declining. Um, and because of just expanded welfare and just a lot of different policies being passed. Um, but a lot of experts are expecting around 10,000 babies annually will now be entering the system um, because of the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. And that is something that the church absolutely needs to not only be aware of, but be ready for and um, just be ready to take action. So that's what the piece kind of dives into some more. All right, church, get involved. And last but not least, we talked to one of our favorite in electronica, indie electronica artist, Tycho. Here's a clip. don't want to miss this one. It's just so much going on. Packed issue, the MIA story, the most expensive to you show of all time, some amazing think pieces, incredible faith leaders. And it just released earlier this week at relevantmagazine.com. The free version is sponsored by, is presented by our friends at He Gets Us. Many thanks to them for sponsoring the issue and making it available to you all for free. Go check it out by clicking the magazine tab. Uh, all the stories are right there. You can engage them, share them. Uh, it's awesome experience. If you want to have a beautiful, basically like print design, enhanced digital media version, beautifully designed for tablets and desktop, make sure to sign up for Relevant Plus. It is available now ad-free to Relevant Plus subscribers. If you are a Relevant Plus subscriber, it's available in your dashboard now, or you should have gotten an email from us a couple days ago uh, with a link to, to, to grab the new issue. Uh, and if you haven't signed up for Relevant Plus, you should. You'll get the new issue right away, and some plans start as low as $250 a month. Okay. Love it. Thanks, guys. Great job. Stay tuned. Up next, John Acuff joins us.
You're listening to Sure Sure. The song is one, two, three. Man, they phoned that one in. Their band name is Sure Sure, and their song is one, two, three. Come on. See, like I told you, man, white people had the best band names, bro. They was just like, what should we name the band? Sure. Sure. The, la- sure. the, la- the label sure. texted him like, hey, have y'all picked out your band name? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> sure, hold on, sure. hold on. Is it, it sure question mark? Sure. Like, sure. No. Are you sure? Sure. The same the same word back to back. Sure, sure. So what's the what's the name of the song? Uh, one, two, three. It's like one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> That's All what right. we'll start doing. Well, our guest today is John Acuff. He's a speaker and author of Stuff Christians Like, Do Over, and the Soundtrack of Your Life. He sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown to share how we can reshape our thought life, empower our decision-making skills, and encourage others to stop listening to lies. Here's our conversation with John Acuff. I am very excited to talk to you about your book, um, which is Soundtracks But for Teens. Yeah, it's called Your New Playlist, but it's Soundtracks for Teens is kind of the shorthand I think about it. Maybe let's start with what exactly do you mean by soundtrack? Because I think some people use that word a little differently. Yeah, so I've heard people say that a thought is like a leaf on a river or a car on the highway or a cloud in the sky. But for me, I've always thought of it as a soundtrack um, because a soundtrack has the power to change the entire higher moment and often we don't even notice it so think about a movie that opens up and it's a beautiful house white picket fence kids frolicking but then if they change the soundtrack to something ominous suddenly you go don't go in there it's quiet it's too quiet it could be a creepy clown in the sewer if they play a happy song then it becomes a rom-com and so when i say soundtrack that's my phrase for repetitive thought and the idea being that the longer you listen to a thought the more it gets added to your personal playlist so you have a soundtrack for every job you've ever had for every relationship, for every city, for every house. You have soundtracks for your life, and there are these thoughts that we listen to again and again and again. That's what I mean by a soundtrack. I think that's such a difficult thing to not only recognize those soundtracks that kids are hearing, but also replace them. So how can someone kind of help a teenager, or just anyone really, like how can they help encourage them to seek out good soundtracks part of it is helping them recognize first recognize the broken soundtrack so a really easy exercise that you can do with any teenager is to say hey write down a goal and it can be any goal it can be i get asked to the prom it can be i graduate i get a c in geometry because it's killing me it can be i feel comfortable in the cafeteria i you know write down a goal and then listen to your first thoughts what are the first thoughts i've do you write that down? And are they positive? Are they, you know, are you telling yourself you should do that? You'd be great at that. Like you're going to make the soccer team. They're going to be, you know, or are they negative? Are they the reverse? Are they saying, who are you to do that? Why do you think you can do that? You'll fail just like last time. They're only being nice to you, to your face. They really don't like you. Like, listen to that. So what I tell teenagers is listen to your reaction because every reaction is an education. And so that's a really simple, again, 30 second activity where you can go, okay, when you think about your goals, what do you think about yourself? Because that's what we're—that's what we're saying. And then once they've said it out loud, or once they've written it down, they can go. Wait a second. If I had a friend that talked to me that way, I wouldn't want to be their friend. So why am I? Why am I essentially like when you're a jerk to yourself? You spend all day with a jerk. 
And that, and you go, wait a second, why am I, why am I accepting that? And who told me it has to be that way? So then that's the first part. So the book is really, it breaks it down in three ways. You retire your broken soundtracks, you replace them with new ones, and then you repeat the new ones so often they become as automatic as the old ones. So then once you've identified it, then you can start to go, okay, what part of my life do I need a new soundtrack? Like, can I switch? I'll never be good at pre-calculus to, I can get better at pre-calculus. There's often, especially for teenagers, if you hear absolutes, it means there's a broken soundtrack. I'll never get better at geometry. Everyone else but me got invited to the party. I'm the only one who doesn't have the new iPhone. And you start to go, wait a second, never, everyone, only. Those might not be true words. What can we do to replace them with something that is true that does encourage you? And I love that you're talking about it in like a proactive way instead of a retroactive way. Cause I think that that, mm-hmm. that can be really difficult too, is recognizing things that are going to affect you rather than letting them affect you and then trying to kind of fix it afterwards. Yeah. So it's like, you have the problem once, like if you know, wow, spring break, I was frustrated at my friends. Guess what's happening next year? Like spring break. Mm-hmm. So write yourself a little note. Like it doesn't, you don't have to try to remember it, but write yourself a little note and go, okay, next spring break. I need to remember that. Like that was, that was troubling for me. That was, that was challenging for me. And part of this is teaching teenagers to have self-awareness and be aware of, of how they work and why they work. And so that they can kind of go, oh yeah, that was challenging. I'm going to, I'm going to try that a little differently next time. Or like, oh yeah, that, that hurt my feelings. Like, why did it hurt my feelings? What can I do about it differently next time? How can I some power in this situation versus getting hurt by the situation if I know it's good. And and adults need that lesson too. Like there's plenty of things I've learned again and again and again, and I figured out on the 10th time. But like, hopefully by the time I figure it out, there's not 10 more times when it happens, I get to go, oh yeah, that's bad. That's bad for me. Like I should not do that. And so I think some, sometimes we forget that self-awareness is a real superpower. Yeah, like self-awareness and self-reflection. I think those are... um, I think some people can get really nervous and scared about self-reflecting as well because they're afraid of what they'll find out. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So what are maybe like some... like I feel like I've noticed like self-reflection does not have to be this kind of big taxing journey. It can be... Um, just kind of like a daily practice. So, um, what are some ways that like maybe someone can practice just daily self-awareness or self-reflection? Yeah. So you're right. It doesn't have to be this long vision quest. It doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, it can be as simple as a handful of questions. You ask three questions. Is it true? Um, is the thing I'm telling myself about myself true? The second question is, is it helpful? Um, because there's some things in life that are true, but they're not helpful. It might be true. You got a 52 on your last history test, but is telling yourself that again and again and again before the next test helpful? Of, of course not. And if you had a friend that texted you a hundred times the night before the test and said, don't forget, you got a 52 in the last one. Don't forget, you got a 52 in the last one. You would think this friend's a monster. Who's reminding me a hundred times before the next test about the last test, but that's what you're doing to yourself. So the second question is, is it helpful? This thought. And the third question is, is it kind? When I say this to myself again and again and again, is it kind? So is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Those will give you just the briefest moment of self-reflection. 
I mean, those aren't long questions. They're not complicated, but they will pause you long enough to go, wait a second. That thing isn't true. Like, is it true that this always happens? No, this doesn't always happen. It sometimes happens. Wait a second. Or is it helpful? Wait a second. This isn't helpful to me. Or is it kind? So often just asking those three questions will pause you long enough to have a bit of self-reflection. That was John Acuff. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's our game, Mystery Mascot. Listening to Devin, the song is out of context. That's the name of the song. It's not that the song is out of context. The name out of context. It's, it's like a it's like a really funny song that they play at like a funeral. It's really out of context. Out of context. All caps. All caps. Out of context. So there you go. Okay, it is time for a classic game. It's called Mystery Mascot. The feel of the old pigskin, the sound of the crowd cheering, the thrill of the game. College football is a celebration of tradition. While the two teams battle it out for gridiron glory, it's truly the things they share that unites them beyond the competition. And one thing every college football team has in common is some sort of insane mascot. Sometimes there's a gulf between the team name and the mascot on the field. In this game, you will be given the name of a college football team and their mascot, and you must describe the mascot to the best of your ability, the actual costume that the person wears on the field, okay? You'll get three points if you can describe it perfectly, two points if you get close, and one point if you're in the right ballpark, and no points if you're totally wrong. I have the pictures in front of me. I will listen to your descriptions and award points accordingly, and then in our group text, I will send you the pictures afterwards so you guys can see exactly it. Okay, I love it. All right. (laughs) Jesse, you're up first. These are the real mascots of these schools. The University of California at Santa Cruz, Banana Slugs. Describe the actual mascot of the University of California at Santa Cruz, Banana Slugs. Um, I'm going to say it is a a banana, like a peel, but Mm. it, you know, but it is it has a snail shell for some reason hmm. and um where where's this school located uh, Santa Cruz University of California Santa Cruz and it's and it's on a skateboard um and uh oh, it's God. it's fantastic and it takes four people to operate there you go i think wow. i think i nailed it i think i nailed it you get zero points. It is a <laughs> bright neon green slug, adult-sized slug-looking thing wearing a UCSC basketball jersey. I just texted oh it to you guys. Oh, my gosh. It looks like an alien. There you go. Oh it does God. look That's, like an alien. That, it has, like, antennas. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jamie, you're up. The University of Arkansas at Monticello weevils and cotton oh blossoms. They oh, are the on, weevils. Cameron, you sent, me, you sent me a picture. <laughs> this mascot looks like a female golfer to me. <laughs> The mascot is the one standing next to the female oh. golf athlete. Oh, okay. that, that, that's, yeah. I thought yeah. that was I thought that was unrelated. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're stupid. All right. University of Arkansas at Monticello. Weevils and cotton blossoms. Describe what the costumes are. What is a weevil? 
Oh well, that's gosh. what you're supposed to tell us. Okay, so I think that the, the weevil, I think it's going to be a furry animal. So it's going to have some kind of um, fur. So that's mm-hmm. what kind of animal it is. It's not an alien. It's like fur. And I think that it has a ginormous head that is red. Mm. And it has a big U of A, W, whatever their whatever their, their letters are. That's what I think it is. I think it's you, furry. It's an animal and has a red head. You get zero points. It is green. It does have, wow. it has a long nose, two antennas, and it, I get, a weevil is some sort of like mite or like lice looking terrible. thing. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, zero zero okay. points all around. Derek, you're up. The Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers describe their mascot. <laughs> this guy's actually kind of famous. I know that's why it's bad, because uh, ah, we I went to MTSU and they were our rivals. Yeah, so, oh, I, so yeah. you know this. That's what I'm saying. I should. No, I should. But I, oh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna picture this guy as Hilltoppers. I'm gonna picture this guy as a um a uh, please no offense, but a white guy with no teeth, uh, cowboy boots. Uh, a big old um, hat and um, he has on a uh, he's on a horse oh man you're going has, full Texas I mean wow. you're going yeah okay. well, well no he's just he's just Kentucky and um, okay. yeah yeah alright he should have on overalls Jesse, I bet Jesse, huh? Jesse can you just describe what I just sent y'all my gosh. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's basically a red grimace. Like, if you guys are familiar with Grimace yeah, from, from McDonald's, McDonald's yeah. the purple, yeah, you it basically is. got the idea. I'm it's, supposed uh, to notice. The, the, I'm the head's a little misshapen, but to be honest, I can't tell what the intended shape is uh, it's in a this hill. costume. It's a big blob, like a hill. Oh, well, in that case, gosh. they nailed it. He's, in that case, he's they the top. It. He's the top of a hill, the round yeah. part at the top. All right. Uh, zero points all around. Uh, here we go. Round two. Jesse, you're up. Uh, it is the Gray Harbor College Chokers. The Gray Harbor College Chokers. What does that mascot look like? The Chokers. <laughs> what, what school makes their that athletic like, mascot yeah. the Chokers? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just someone running around with both hands on their neck in a in sheer terror and panic. Oh gosh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> They're just running up and down the sidelines looking for point, a Heimlich Jamie. the whole time. The point is to, to terrify the other team. I guess oh. so. But you're your own to team, you're them. saying like, go chokers. Like, is it that like, if your team is up late in the game, you expect them to lose? Like, why would you name your team yeah, the you chokers? Anyway, Dang, all right. Uh, no, you get zero points. It is a guy wearing overalls. It's a big like mascot wearing overalls and a uh, hard hat for some reason. Oh, no, guys, hold up. Time out. Time out. Cameron, listen, everybody at home, I need you to look this photo up. Yeah, I know. If it's this crazy. This is not a serial killer or <laughs> a monster from a 90s low budget horror film. I've never mm-hmm. seen one in my life. Those this eyes are crazy. scary. This mug is terrifying. This is what dreams are. Yeah. are and also, it looks are like, also <laughs> he's wearing a shirt, a button-down shirt that's opened at the top, it's and he has chest that, hair. That, he has chest hair have, coming have out. You, have you ever run across those like counterfeit, uh, like cartoons on YouTube? You know, 
that's like they're speaking with like a heavy Russian accent, and it's clearly yes. like, <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. but they have like licensed characters that, yeah. are, you know, like for some reason, like Princess Peach and Spider Man are hanging out talking Russian. Then this construction, th- I'm getting this strong is, those vibes right yeah. now. Bro, this is terrifying, bro. I'm, if I played for the other team, I for sure would be scared. I ain't gonna lie. If you pulled up and, in a white van, did it? That would just set it off. And if like, you notice, yeah. if you notice, he's wearing. Gloves gloves for the choking, yes. you know? It's like, like Jeffrey Dahmer vibes over here. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's weird. All right, uh, Jamie, you're up. The Southern Illinois Salukis. What does their mascot look like? I mean, at this rate, I'm going <laughs> to pick like an alien or something because then I don't even know what these things are. Okay, so I'm going to go Southern Illinois. Say the word one more time. Salukis. S-A-L-U-K-I-S. Salukis. I'm going to say that this Saluki is, I'm going to go with this is blue. He's blue. Mm. He's got a big head and mm. and an antenna somewhere. That's what I'm going to go with. Well, the there's been a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, no, know, the answer is, I, yeah. the answer is it's a dog. It's a gray dog. Oh my gosh. There you go. Yeah. Zero points I, all around. Here we go. No, Derek, you're up. This is how you know you're losing is because Cameron just says, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's how, how, that makes sense. You, that, yeah, that's how you know you're getting smoked. Like you're nowhere <laughs> even close. <laughs> all, right, all right, Derek, you're up. <laughs> The Washburn Ichabods. Ichabods. Washburn uh, College Ichabods. It's it's a headless horseman. Mm. You're Got on the it. right track. You're actually uh, on the right track. No, but it's, a head, it's a headless it's a headless horseman. It's a pumpkin. It is not. It is a full male with a top hat. It is a man with a bow tie and a top hat. He also looks scary. Like that is just. Why he looks are like, these, Come here, little this is, child. Bro, this is what is he looks terrifying. like. There's something about the eyebrows on these that are really creeping me out. <laughs> They're like, menacing. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right, Jesse, you'll get this one. This okay. is random order, so I'm sorry for giving him the softball, no, y'all. Yeah, please do. Penn State University Nittany Lions describe their mascot costume. I mean, it would stand to reason that it is a some kind of big cat with a football jersey on. Uh, oh, final answer, please. Uh, well, you got the cat part correct, but he's just wearing a scarf. There's no jersey. He's a naked cat wearing a scarf. I'm going to give you two points for that because at least you got the species correct. Yeah, and, and and this looks like a very, very cheap costume. You know what it like. looks like? The head? You know what the head looks like? Have you ever seen those Mickey mascots from like the 1930s? Yeah. You know, like like the homemade looking Mickey Mouse? That's what this Nittany Lion head looks like to me. Yeah, straight no, out of the this Nightmare was, Zone. This yeah. lion looked like it smoked crack. He's been out on the streets for a while, you know? <laughs> He likes waiting outside with Jesse. Y'all All right. Gotta do better, bro. Y'all gotta do better with these. All right, Jamie, this is another uh, big one. He got Penn State. You're going, we're going major school right now. University okay. of Tennessee Volunteers. What's their mascot? Oh, come on. The Vols. She, she's in Texas. She doesn't watch UT. She watches the other UT. I watched the UT here. No, Longhorns. Right. You, no, you not. You watch another one. Um, I think uh, the volunteers is like it's it's a it's a man who is maybe going to dig gold or something. It is a mm. dog, the hound dog. Gosh, it's I a hound that. dog. Rocky top ten. I feel like it should be like a like a parking lot 
usher at a church, like volunteering. <laughs> Volunteer. We're put you on parking lot duty. He's holding a well. sign that says "Welcome Home," and he's like, "Oh, we're welcome, welcome to church. Welcome, we're, you're welcome yeah. here." Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said yeah. supposed to be A Betty with the big old hats and the white dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know Betty. how they got their name, the Volunteers? I do not, because they're all volunteer. The volunteer only. state. Because they came to Texas to help us with the Alamo. Yeah, uh-huh. Volunteer state. I think. Oh, I, is that I, the whole but, uh, yeah. Davy Crockett thing? Yeah, uh-huh. I think they were all from Tennessee. Bought that smoke, baby. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, thank you, Tennessee. For sure. It, it feels like they probably showed up late, though. Like if they <laughs> if they had to travel, they're like, "Hey, we're here to defend the Alamo." Like, well, yeah, it's over. News. We got some got a tough news for you, but you're welcome to stay. We'll name a college after you. <laughs> all right, Derek. We're going. You know, Penn State, University of Tennessee, keeping that going this round. The McDaniel College Green Terror. What is their mascot? Are you saying Derek should it's, know it's, this? It's no, green, I was making a, a joke that this monster. is crazy. It's a green monster. Oh my gosh. Three points. You nailed it. It is a wow. green monster. He got it. Yes. <sighs> yes. All right. And there's those eyebrows again, guys. Yep. Menacing eyebrows. You got to have the pointed down eyebrows. Mm-hmm. All right. Last round. Here we go. Jesse, you okay. got two points. Jamie has no points and Derek has three points. It's anybody's Ooh. game. Here we go. The Ole Miss Rebels. What is mm. their mascot? This is a major school and a major conference. Racism. Yeah, Sorry. I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable. Cameron, I got to be honest, I feel like you're setting me up. I feel very uncomfortable answering this question. And for that reason, I'm going to do the right thing here and pass and have you take this a lesson. Okay, in, this in makes... Hey, I'm going to send a picture and y'all tell me how this connects in any way, shape, or form to the state of Mississippi or Rebels. This is their mascot. It's a shark wearing a football uniform. Literal shark. Uh, Why? That cannot be... Because the person designing the mascot had the same reaction I did. You want me to do what? So sorry, what's the assignment? What'd you say? I'm I'm just letting you know. I'm going to go shark here. Okay, Dude, they, so. they only in the couple last few years took the rebel flag off their official school like uniform and, and yes, logo no. and stuff. They put I a mean, shark on there. <laughs> Apparently they replaced there. it with a shark. Hey, hey, Where's that old apologize. man? You know the old man? With the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the guy uh-huh. that looked like uh, Colonel Sanders or something. Yeah. yeah. So they went from a Colonel Sanders racist to a shark. Because yeah. Mississippi, nothing says the deep ocean to me like Mississippi. So. I'm trying to stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mascot designer's like, I'm just telling you, if you assign me this, I'm going to just do a shark. They're Dog, like, Mississippi's I, landlocked. You understand? They have a golf, but there's not a big shark. Anywhere shark in Mississippi, it ain't even at an aquarium. It's not even a like, shark at an aquarium like, in Mississippi. Right. He's like, I understand the assignment. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I feel like this is a trap. I feel like you're setting a trap for me. I mean, if this is a Mississippi shark, he lives in brown water. If we learned anything from Jackson right now. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Jamie, you're up. Another big school. The Purdue Boilermakers. What does their mascot look like? I think it's a man. And so I think it's like a human type um, looking. um, And I think that he has on a cowboy hat. We're so close. I'm going to give you two points. You just tied oh, Jesse. It is a man, but he's wearing a gold hard hat. Oh, there he is. Yep. Mm. He is. Yep. All right. Uh, last one. Derek, here we go. The University right. of Toledo Rockets. What's their mascot? A rocket. 
a rocket can't run around. I'm going to give you a redo on that one. It's it has legs, so it's not a rocket. It's not a rocket. So a rocket with legs. So, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Uh, uh, the the rockets are man. I don't know, and it's crazy because my mama live in Toledo, so uh, I don't know, man. It's it's probably it's probably a monster. They love monsters with slanted eyebrows. So it, it's a little spaceman with a little space outfit, like a little rocket guy. Oh. Well, all, all right. right. Uh, so uh, trying, two, two, and me, three. Derek, you. Derek, yeah. you won anyway. You didn't even oh, need the help. Derek. There you go. That is mystery well, well mascot. Earned. Well earned. There, there are a lot more. There, <laughs> dude. Have y'all seen the University of Louisiana at Lafayette Raging Cajuns? I, have I don't. Before, but I'm I don't not. remember him. Send that journey again. He kind of looks like a red vanilla ice to me. I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting vanilla ice vibes from him, but he just has vanilla oh, ice yeah, vibes. I can see it. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank John Acuff for joining us. Make sure to check out the new issue of Relevant. It's available now. You can find it at relevantmagazine.com. And like we just told you, uh, there's incredible features with MIA, NT Wright, the Rings of Power cast, and so much more. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We'll see y'all next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. I'm going to throw to the spot, not to you. Just get there. All right. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.